Hi, this is Regeline Sabat, also known as Gigi, and you're listening to Walk With Me podcast. My guest today is Chad Burmeister. He's a super connector, believer, co-founder, and CEO. Welcome to the show, Chad. What a great time to be here. I wish I had a shorter word than Chad, but Chad is what it is. So there's no GG uh, name for me. It's just Chad. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Now, why don't you start off by telling us more about you and where you are from? Well, I'm in Colorado right now and I'm in between homes. So one could say I'm homeless, but that would be an overstatement. Um, I, I live in Highlands Ranch, Colorado. I'm moving to Castle Rock, Colorado. And I really grew up in this neighborhood from eighth grade. Um, I made it all the way through college, went to Colorado State, and then I traveled the country. I went to Arizona. I went to Southern Cal, Northern Cal, North Carolina, and just met a lot of fabulous people all across our great, great country. And now it's amazing to be home because my parents are in this neighborhood and I'll get to see them uh, as as they enter the you know the waning chapters of of life on Earth. I, I now get to spend more time with them. My wife gets to spend more time with them as well as my kids. So I'm really really happy to be moved. Fantastic. Now, can you tell us the saying that your grandfather always says? Yeah, there's there's two things, and he wrote this to me in a handwritten note in eighth grade. And I would have been living in the same neighborhood, which is funny. And he says, um, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your might. Uh, and I always thought with all your might was interesting in the way he wrote it, because not every translation says that. And so you have to work at it, right? Heart, mind, soul. So those are three very different ways. You have to think about it analytically. You have to use your heart and, and and your soul. So it's really a very unique phrase. And number two, love love your neighbor as yourself. And so he gave me eight more, like use your smile and uh, plan your career and all those kinds of neat things. And I always lived my life that if I forgot the other eight, as long as I focused on number one and two, love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and might, and love your neighbor as yourself, then I'd be just fine. And it's worked out for me so far. <laughs> Fantastic. Now, what does become the extraordinary person God made you to be truly mean? Well, a good friend of our family who I used to cut his lawn when I lived here in this area named Robert White, um, he is a mindset expert of all mindset experts, like the one you read about, <laughs> you know, the people you've heard about, like Zig Ziglar kind of powerful people. 1.3 million people he's graduated from his courses over the years. And his book is called um, Living an Extraordinary Life. And it walks through the book and it talks about all the people who've been through his courses over the years. And the punchline at the end is what we all need to come to the realization of is God made us to be a piece of the puzzle. We can't be the whole puzzle. And so discovering what that piece is, um, is so important, right? Are you a, are you a side piece? Are you a corner piece? Are you right in the middle? But here's the punchline. It doesn't matter what piece you are in the puzzle. Imagine if someone came to you and said, Hey, Gigi, I've got this really cool 500 piece puzzle. The only problem is it's missing three pieces. You'd be like, I don't even want to start because if I get to the end and the three pieces are missing, what good's the puzzle? And that's how I look at God's relationship with us and the plan for us in the puzzle. He's he's built us all as an important piece of that puzzle. 
So I think becoming the extraordinary person you are made to be is discovering, and it can change. Maybe you're a corner piece one day and you're the middle piece the next. That's important. But discovering that, man, that's the journey of life. And that's what's fun about life. Amen. You talk about God's plans for our lives and, and sometimes the unexpected happening. Can you tell us a story in regards to your son, the, the cooking accident that occurred? Yeah, man, those things will just give you the gut punch. You know, I've run a podcast now for the last year and I've had almost 100 guests on it. And what I find the same thing over and over, the gut punch, the hardest thing that hits you in life often becomes, if not 10 out of 10 times, becomes the gift. And that's what happened here. So we get the phone call, ring, ring. And it was to my wife and my wife picks up the phone and we're at dinner with my daughter and my nephew and my niece. And we hear mom, dad, send an ambulance. I've been in an accident. And I could hear it because he's kind of yelling this through the phone. And I'm like, what, what was any car accident? Is he okay? And he clarifies, no, no, it's a cooking accident. So she, you know, you're in a little shock. You're like, well, should we finish dinner? <laughs> and my wife is like, no, I'm leaving. Bye. And then I'm left with my daughter and the other two niece and nephew. So I'm like, okay, what do we do? I call my brother. I go, Hey, my son, Brendan's been in an accident. What do we do? He goes, just don't worry about it. We'll send someone to pick him up at the restaurant. I go, Todd, no, don't worry. I'll drop him off. It's 10 minutes away. And so I go drop them off. I rush to the emergency center. It's snowing out. This was in February of this year. And so there's a lot of snow on the ground. I go and I wait and I wait and I wait three hours at the burn center. And then my wife gets to the um, ambulance. They ride. She drives behind the ambulance. They get there and you're just going, wait, he told us half his face was burned off and both of his hands were badly burned. So that's all the information that I'm going on. So for three hours, you're like, the knee jerk reaction is God. I believe in you. I have faith. And we just prayed. And we we actually, we've never done this as a couple, but we really got down on our knees in the conference room at the hospital and just prayed, God, your will be done. And, and it was that prayer. And then I posted it on LinkedIn and I said, hey, I posted a picture of that I found on Google that says faith right in the middle. And it's over some mountains. And I said, hey, can people pray for us? You know, we've had this experience and we don't know what's going to happen. And I have 20,000 followers on, on my um, LinkedIn and hundreds were commenting. We've got you. We're praying. We put it out to the United flight attendants and pilots. So to know that there were thousands of people praying for, for your son, man, if I could have traded positions, I would have done that. I, I would absolutely trade positions with my son or my daughter or my wife for that matter. And, and you can't. And so all you can do is have faith. And I got to tell you, it went from bad to worse. Like the day we, we ended up seeing him that night and it was bad. And it was like, his whole face was burned second, third degree, his arms, his hands, both sides of his hands were basically burned off. And so they had to scrape it off every day. Painful. The very next day, here's, here's how proud I am of my son. He goes, you know, mom, dad, I'm glad this happened to me because now it doesn't have to happen to anybody else in our family. And I was like, wow, if he could have that level of faith, how amazing is that? We can learn from him. And then it went from bad to worse because your face gets puffy over time. So he's by the end of the week, his eyes are nearly shut. 
and they're going in doing surgery, they're like, hey, we have two options. We have this one thing called resell, and then, or we might have to take off a lot of the thigh and do a surgery. And so we're praying and praying and and they go, yeah, we're pretty sure we're going to have to take off like at least three quarters of his thigh. And that'll be what we sew onto his face and hands. And you're like, whoa. So you leave the hospital that night, drive home, get in the parking lot, your knees fall out. And you're just like, but God, I know I trust you. It's fine. Everything's going to be fine. Like when the waves are rocking the boat, it's okay. We'll make it. And so the next day we go in to the facility and he's in great spirits, right? We go and, and it was right at the end of kind of middle of COVID, I guess. And they had just started letting people back into the hospital. So we were, that was a godsend moment. Like, okay, now both of us get to be there right before surgery. Awesome. And he's always funny. Like right before he goes, he's all ready. He's ready to go. He's prepped. He goes, I better go to the bathroom. <laughs> and we're like, okay, Brad, you can go to the bathroom. And so he gets up and comes back and lays back down. And they go in and, and they came out and they're like, hey, good news. We didn't have to do the full treatment. We took two by two off of his thigh. We used the new treatment that it was only done in seven hospitals in America called resell. And they take a little bit of it, they put it together, and then and now he's wrapped in gauze for a week. So we're going in with food every day, you know, steak and lobster one night. We put Netflix on the TV in the hospital room. We tried to really cater to him as much as we could, played games with him. And he couldn't really walk for two or three days. And he's on the drugs at the highest level. And by day seven, they start to unwind the gauze. And it was, it was, it was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You just wanted to reach out and touch his face because it's like, wait. It's fine. What happened? And then his hand, they wrapped to unwrap that. And it's like, whoa, your hand is perfectly fine as if it never happened. The left hand still has, I call it a baseball scar now. I went skiing with them this week and there's one down the middle and then his right pointy finger because that's where he was holding the pan. And, and that's what happened. It was panko breadcrumbs he put in the pan. It caught fire. He did what a 19-year-old boy does in college and he puts it under the water. Uh, boy or girl. <laughs> uh, and so my message to anybody listening today, public service announcement, talk to your family about it. If you ever get fire in a pan, put another pan over it. Um, there's other things you can do, but Google it, have a fire extinguisher. There's different kinds of fire extinguishers, but he wants to know, my son, Brendan wants you and your family to be safe so that what happened to him doesn't have to happen to you. But now he can breathe, he can talk, he can write, he can use his hands on the computer because he's studying to be an engineer. And, and there's no other way to describe it than a miracle from God. And we had the faith and, and God shows up when we need him to. Amen. God shows up when we need him to and trust God. Now you have a few comments that came in. Elizabeth Lyons says, wow. And Miss Jenkins waved. Thank you all for listening in. We appreciate you. Now, Chet, can you tell us more about your book, How Artificial Intelligence is Changing Sales? Yeah, and that's there's two books I've written recently, and there's a third coming out in January. So I'll talk. AI for Sales is really, I've interviewed 150 people on that podcast. The co-inventor the co of IBM Watson was on, lots of people. And what I've learned about AI for Sales and how artificial intelligence changes sales is that it makes us more human because the AI can gather all this information and help us understand who should we be calling? What should we be saying to them? The human in the loop is not going to go away anytime soon in a selling motion. 
So that's the beauty of AI for sales. Um, the next book I wrote is called Oops, I Stepped in My Poop. And it's a kid's book. <laughs> and it has my grandfather's 10, um, 10 tips for living a good life. Love Lord your God, like I told you earlier. Love your neighbor as yourself. So that's really funny. And it's a way for you when you talk to your kids. These are people that I know, like executives that are co-founders of my companies. And it's their story of when they were a kid of something they did where they stepped in their own poop. Like, and it's, by the way, my son is the person who actually did that when he was a kid. So it's fashioned after him. But everybody has these moments in life. And what do you learn from them? When you're trying to make good decisions, how can you make good decisions? Um, the, the book coming out in January, I'm most excited about and most looking forward to. It's called Be Your True Colors because we're all, it's like the puzzle piece, right? It's not like gray or one piece of blue. We're colorful people. We consist of all these different colors. So if you Google color palette and you see yellow and orange and red and blue and purple and black, all these different colors... It's so neat because it tells you what they all mean. So my intention is when a kid reads the book with their parent and it shows these fish all swimming down the swing, down the stream, oh, look, we're going this way. It's great. It's so easy. And, and then they go, wait, but if I go that way, it, it looks more exciting. And once, once one or two fish kind of swim against the current a little bit, they start to expose their true colors. And so the whole purpose is, which fish are you? And at the end of the book, which fish are you, Gigi? And then what colors are you? So the kid gets to kind of go, well, I'm a little bit of yellow, a little bit of purple, a little bit of blue. And, and I want people to look at the world in multi-dimensions. Because a lot of times we keep doing this thing like, whoa, you're in this group or you're in that group. Let's stop grouping people. Let I'm a group of one and you're a group of one. <laughs> and let's just figure out what colors we all consist of. You know, so that's what I'm excited about. Be your true color. Amen. Very powerful. Now, Chad, you are very faith based as well. What would you tell those individuals who are looking to build a relationship with God? Where can they start? Mm, it's it's so important because a lot of us go to church as a kid. And I remember going, oh, I don't feel good today. And then everybody goes to church and I'm like, OK, I'm playing outside. And, you know, and I got busted for that a few times. But you learn the Bible verses and. And that's all cool. And it's all part of the part of the equation. But a lot of us kind of go off a path a little bit and then stuff happens in life. And we're like, wait a minute, there's a void without it. There's just a void. And so the best way that I've found to have a relationship is just to pray about it. And you don't have to be an expert. You don't have to read books on how to pray properly. There's no right or wrong answer. You just open up the channel, right? It's like God FM, like, hey, dear God, Thank you. That's usually how mine starts. Thank you, God. Dear God. And I do it like a letter. Dear God. <laughs> Dear diary. Dear God. Thank you for an amazing day. It's been an amazing Christmas hanging out with my parents and getting to see them and having my family all together. And, you know, and I thank is my first part. And then it's just, what is your will for my life? Is there any messages that you'd like to share with me that you think I should know about? I'm all ears. And then I go to bed and then when, I, when I'm faithful in doing that, and I call it bookending prayer, morning and night, do it when you wake up. That was new for me about 180 days ago. And then at night, we wrote an app called 77 Pray. It's at 77pray.com. That's where I tell the story of my son's burn accident. As a result of the burn accident, I was like, you know what? We got to show other people that 
having a relationship with God's possible. Miracles happen. And so that's what the app does. Um, there's a new version coming out like within the next few days, but I've been slow from the holidays to do, to look at the beta. Um, but it, it bookends prayer. It has Bible in it. Uh, you can crowdsource prayer. So if you have something you're facing that's a challenge, you just post and say, hey, I've my son just had a burn. Or right now, my mom has uh, the, the light version of Omicron uh, COVID. So you put it out there. Hey, please pray for my mom. She got Omicron. And then my sister and then my daughter. <laughs> you know, so, so post that. And then what's really cool in the app, you can go in and you can search for a phrase like sick. And it'll look up everything in the Bible within, within a millisecond. And it'll come back and it'll say, here's where sick is stated in the Bible anywhere. And then you click a button and it posts back to the crowdsource. Hey, I'm praying for your mom. Take in mind this Bible verse. Now you look like the expert. And that's, that's again, where AI is amazing. Because when you pull all this together, you, you know, you really can be an expert on the Bible, even though you're not an expert on the Bible. Amen. Very powerful. Now, what is your best advice to the audience for walking with purpose and living a life of happiness? Oh, it goes back to understanding who you are as a person. You know, I met this woman in the mountains at a ski area about a year and a half ago in Steamboat. And I'd not been to Steamboat before. And and friend of friend of mine from San Francisco's out and we go to this place and and we meet the owner of the bar. And we're just shooting the breeze. Oh, yeah, what's your deal? She goes, well, I own the bar. Oh, cool. There's a cool band coming later. Oh, great. What's your story? She's like, well, I won the lottery in the 80s for $44 million. It was the best day of my life and the worst day of my life because my true friends showed up. And then a lot of friends that I didn't even know I had started asking me for money. And I said, I'll bet you the biggest thing you learned is just how to be. She goes, how did you know? I was like, well, because I've been to enough mindset and transformation and that it's all about the here and now, like the past is the past that doesn't define you. You are who you are. And so the future is the future focus on the here and now and be. So to me, it's all about being who you are and discovering who you are and then really leaning into that, right? Your people, they're going to knock on your door. They're like, Hey, we need you. And they'll pay you a lot of money for that service. Because you are unique, you are individual, be individual, be who God made you to be. Amen. Be who God made you to be. Very powerful. Chad, thank you for being a guest on Walk With Me podcast. Now, where can the audience find you? Well, the it's it's a lot of fun. Living a better story uh, dot media. Uh, sorry, living a, it's funny, living a better story media.com or living a better story dot media. They both go to the same place. And I'm really I'm I'm pivoting from a tech. CEO to a transformational CEO. And it's like, I feel like I'm right at the halfway point of life. So check me out there. If you want to be on the podcast, um, all my books are there. A lot of my prior guests are like, it's just a really cool thing that we're involved in. So livingbetterstorymedia.com. Uh, my email is chad at livingabetterstory.media. I love it. Ladies and gentlemen, make sure to check out Chad on all of his social media platforms and also livingabetterstorymedia.com. And Chad, thank you again for being a guest on Walk With Me podcast. You have a Thanks blessed. for having me, Gigi. God's peace.